0: Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when the Wi-Fi doesn't reach
1: all the way down to the basement. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Only two. I think it's important. On one, um, one or it's two. Imp-
0: yes. So if you're listening to the podcast, and you may have missed the pre-show where we were discussing at great length the, 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 the sort of legal responsibility that we hold as hosts of an advice podcast, a technology mm-hmm. advice podcast. And I, I mean, the crux of that really is that we've put sage technology experts as... A, uh, a, a key thematic area for the podcast. And as, as I had just mentioned, at least four Supreme Court justices, I know for a fact, are regular listeners to the podcast. So we really have a, a high legal standard here. This is not just advice to help you and me, but also to help Chief Justice John Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we wear that as a badge of honor. And we really do our best on, on this show to provide the best advice that we could possibly provide.
1: Uh, yes, and he sent us quite a few questions as well. So
0: yeah, Chief John, Chief Justice John Roberts, man, he's got a lot of questions. You'd mm-hmm. think for a chief justice, he'd uh, he'd be able to get the, the get the Wi-Fi working in the basement, but. You know, I guess, you know, everyone's got the problems. Even Supreme Court Justice Chief John Roberts is just like you and me. He needs a Wi-Fi extender, you know. It's the Mm -hmm. sort of stuff that happens to everyday folks like you and me. Yep.
1: Yeah, and uh, with that, why don't we get into our first question? This question does not come from Chief Justice John Roberts, unfortunately. Um, it does come from it is logical who has sent us a lot of questions, uh, a lot of very good questions as well. So, um, so, so this question uh, has to do with something that has been in the news and the rumors uh, a little bit lately, which is about Apple potentially adding some ports back to the Mac because, as you know, since 2016, we've been looking at USB-C and Thunderbolt 3 or maybe USB 4. Um, uh, lately, but uh, but other ports coming back to the Mac. What do you think about that, Luke? And what ports do you want to see back?
0: Well, uh, first thing that I noticed is we were talking about Supreme Court Justice Chief Chief Supreme Court Justice John Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we we do we've received a, dare I say an avalanche of of very good questions here from. It is logical. Now huh. I do I do have to ponder just for a moment, isn't the whole point of the Supreme Court to sort of determine the logical consistency of laws? Oh I think I see where you're going with this yeah I mean you know legally we can't we can't draw any conclusions right from this observation but if if you're listening or watching and you're sort of thinking, oh man. What if it is logical is actually Chief United States Supreme Court Justice John Roberts? I'm not saying that. I, I'm only reporting what, what you are probably thinking mm-hmm. as sort of a logical conclusion. and I mean, I'm I'm not one to
1: I can't dispute or confirm that hunch. Right. We can just but, uh, we can just uh, imagine we can just think. yes.
0: Now, we will imagine in our own heads, uh, and I'll let you guys be the judge of that, but one thing that we won't have to imagine in our own heads for very much longer is the port selection on the upcoming generation of MacBook Pro. Uh, And we will Mm -hmm. also not have to imagine the way that I'm going to bring this back to the initial topic. Now, in terms of the ports that I would like to see, I mean, really, the, the number one SD card. It's really quite simple. SD card, uh, I, I would also like an HDMI port. And apart from that, to be quite honest, I'm kind of, I'm all right beyond that. What about you?
1: I will say SD card, not super ap- ap- applicable to me. Oh, geez. You think as a, a podcast host, I could pronounce words, but I'm still pretty new at this. Give me some time. But Uh, But the SD card, not quite as applicable to me because I'm not a photographer or uh, much of a video maker either. Um, But obviously, you know, very thin, it could fit on the Macs. Other than that, to be completely honest with you, I want more uh, USB-C and Thunderbolt 3 ports. I'd love to see a Mac with six or eight of them because on the one hand, At this point, a lot of the stuff that I have is USB-C. And you can get, like, I have a cable that's an HDMI on one end, USB-C on the other. Then I don't have to worry about HDMI or adapters or anything. Plug it into the TV or whatever you want to plug it into, and it's USB-C on the end. For my hard drive, I got one of those, you know, the weird hard drive uh, cable that looks like a micro USB with the extra thing on it. I have a hard drive cable on one end that's USB-C on the other. So again, I don't need an adapter. I personally like now that there are all these usbc uh and thunderbolt ports obviously you know earlier on back in 2016 it was a little bit of a different story but i you know apple had to be the first one to do it and now that we're in 2021 and things are a lot better my main issue is not the ports that i have it's just that i don't have enough because uh very often i'll have you know all four of the ports will be in use and and uh and i would You know, I wish that I would have have more of them.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with that. I mean, in 2016, everyone kind of lost their marbles when they also lost their ports. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I said it at the time. Granted, I didn't say it to anyone because I had maybe 10 or 15 subscribers in 2016. That's a lie. It was maybe 150. But either way, there was no one really watching my channel back then. But Mm -hmm. even in like 2016 and 2017, when people were like, oh man, I really hate these... No ports. I was saying, okay, we've said this every time Apple has done literally anything. I mean, you go back in time. DVD drive. That disappeared. Uh, Look at the switching from 30-pin to lightning. Are you really mad about your 30-pin accessories anymore? If you you can legitimately tell me that you're sitting there with your iPhone 6S to iPhone 12, and you're going, oh, God, I have my iHome. From 2010, and it's just sitting there. I want to use it again. Then, uh, well, you're lying. That's not true. Uh, and then even before that, you know, when when people switch, when, when Apple switched to MagSafe, people with the PowerBook charger got mad that they were gonna have to get a new charger. On the iMac in 1998, people got mad that they didn't have a floppy drive. Like uh, these things happen all the time. Apple is. Granted, very aggressive about it, and they, they tend to move a little bit faster than the market, or you could also argue that they move the market. Whichever one you choose to believe, I think, quite frankly, that it's a tough decision, but in the end, a good decision. Now, we're still, we're still c- kind of getting over the, the headphone jack thing on the iPhone. I'll admit, that one is still a little bit of a tough pill to swallow for some people, personally mm-hmm. i'm okay but that's because i'm a tech youtuber so i have airpods max which is not really you know average consumer sort of stuff um but as far as the macbook pro i in, in 2016 if we had had these rumors i would have been salivating at the thought of getting my sd card back uh, sd card slot back um but really i at this point usb c is is getting there folks and as soon as it becomes like, oh, man, I will be so happy the day that every single TV ships with a USB-C video port. Plus the fact that, like, with monitors that have USB-C, they also charge the computer, too. Like, tell me that's not the future. That's just, it's so obvious. So I'm not even mad about the ports. I just, like Noah said, I, I would like more of them. Um, I mean, 4, four is great two on the m1s is really cutting it close yeah but yeah i mean uh someone pointed out in the chat mini hdmi port yeah i'd rather have zero ports than a mini hdmi port to be perfectly honest
1: yeah i mean that's kind of the thing right because if you have a mini hdmi port you got to go out of your way to have a cable that works with it and then what else is that cable going to work with like a raspberry pi i think and i can't think of anything else but uh you know usbc you can get an adapter or you can get an actual cable and you know that it's going to work with if you have an android phone it would probably work with that if you had a windows computer it'll work with that i mean that's the the usbc dream or the usbc future
0: yeah i honestly and and you know i will totally be the first to admit that while we are moving in the right direction we're not, you know, we're sort of in the middle of turning left, but we haven't quite completed the turn. We're still in the intersection. Maybe we've even stopped at the crosswalk and a couple of, you know, uh, stragglers are still kind of crossing the street and we're waiting our turn. We're kind of, you know, a little bit impatient. It was, it was a left turn and now there's cars coming the other way and you're like, oh, am I going to get out of the way in time? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a very valid metaphor But I think, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm not going to get mad to have more ports. I will gladly take a USB Type-A port. Uh, I don't use them as much as I used to, but when I do use them, like, for example, right now, I have a dongle plugged in to plug in my USB capture card. So, if there was a USB Type-A port, that wouldn't be an issue, but I, I doubt that that's the port that we're talking about here. I mean, this is Apple. We have to keep that in mind. So the people who have these dreams of like, you know, the, you know, those windows laptops in the late two thousands that were literally just port transportation devices. You know what I'm talking (laughs) about?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I had, I had this HP pro book at some point that had like six USB ports. It had like compact flash SD card, it had a slot that you could put in like an identification card, like a key card, to unlock oh, it. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And the, you know, you got your S video. You got multiple Kensington lock ports in case I don't know <laughs> you want to make sure that someone doesn't steal one side of the computer. Uh, um, you you got multiple display. Those things had like S video, VGA, HDMI, DVI. It was like fifteen ports. It was amazing. Granted, they also had a dual-core i5, but, you know, you had plenty of ports on those things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at some point, first of all, Apple's not bringing back USB Type-A. They're not going to put a yeah, USB no. Type-A port on their computers. But then, like, I don't know. If you get a computer and you want – like, if you look at the computers, you look at you look at Macs, and I think people tend to keep Macs for a while, right? And if, do you really want to keep a computer? It's like when I had my 2011 MacBook pro that I kept for like six or what was it like six years? I think I kept it for, and yeah, it had said. a, it had a, um, a firewire port and I never, I never used that. Not even when it was new, but like, obviously by 2017, when I got a new computer, I wasn't using that port. Do you really want older ports that You know, maybe you use them now, maybe you don't. But in a couple of years, you're not going to you're not going to want them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a great point, because there are tons of people that um, in my subreddit are talking about buying and modestly upgrading older computers from like 2008 to 2012 Those are absolutely loaded with ports that people don't use. I mean, even I would even make the argument that Thunderbolt and Thunderbolt 2 are are getting close to falling into that category. The only times on my like, for example, on a 15-inch Retina like pre-2016 MacBook Pro, the only times I use Thunderbolt 2 are for like an Ethernet adapter or basically Mm -hmm. just to provide uh, a pathway to get another port that I don't have. I don't ever I don't have any Thunderbolt 2 accessories um, and so like with a like with your example of a 2011 unibody MacBook Pro any unibody MacBook Pro let's uh, let's run through the ports on that so if you go on the right side you got the the CD DVD drive the only thing that's useful for to be quite honest is taking out the CD drive and putting in another hard drive you go along to the left side magsafe port okay kind of need that then right below that is Ethernet that, I'll admit, is nice to have, but by the way, is not coming back. And then you have yeah. FireWire, which, as Noah mentioned, is not particularly useful. And then I think they had one Thunderbolt port on those, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then you got your two USB Type-A, which yep. was USB 3.0 in 2012, but I believe it was USB 2.0 in 2011. And, um, and then what's after that audio it, in, after the USB is out. just SD card and oh yeah yeah audio in audio out and then SD yeah to be quite honest the only ports of that that are super duper useful for the vast majority of people are the two USB ports the SD card slot and the headphone jack and the MagSafe obviously for charging so I don't think that there's necessarily a need to have every single port on there. There's always going to be someone going, Oh, wait a minute. My VGA monitor doesn't work with the brand new (laughs) 2021 Apple Silicon MacBook Pro. And like, yeah, a lot of businesses still use VGA, but we have to keep in mind that Apple doesn't build for any sort of a niche Uh, mainstream, even like a Dell XPS isn't built for any specific niche. So it's not exactly surprising that they're not gonna they're not gonna be loaded up with ports from head to toe,
1: right? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely a different different story now compared to to 2016 or even before that. It's definitely. Definitely don't need the ports as much. Even if they do bring back SD card slot, fine. Even if they bring back HDMI, I'm not sure how often I would necessarily use it. But uh yeah. you know what? If they wanna as long as they don't take away any uh USB C ports, then yeah, that's a big one. by all means. By all means they can they can put more ports on.
0: I'll tell you what though, I would absolutely love to see six USB type C ports. Mm-hmm. That would be really awesome. And I mean, you kind of touched on something Uh, in terms of the actual port selection. It's not even necessarily like how often are you going to use the port, but how inconvenient is it going to be when you do? So like for me with the SD card reader, I don't use it very often, but when I do want to use it, it's a real pain, especially because all the USB dongles are like really slow I shoot on uhs 2 SD cards, which are pretty fast, but then by the time it's going over a dongle, it's not the full speed, it's very slow. So having like a uhs 2 built-in SD card reader, I guarantee, I mean, the number of videographers and photographers that use MacBooks Pros, absolutely, that's a no-brainer. Um, HDMI, I would also say, is probably a pretty safe bet But beyond that, I would say six USB Type-C, an HDMI, and an SD card reader would satisfy most people.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. I'd be curious to know because I think on the current uh, computers, you know, we have two or four. And I think each pair of ports has like a controller that they're attached to. So if they were to go uh, with six, I guess they'd need a new controller that could... Accommodate three ports at once So I'd be interested to know If they actually do that or not
0: That's a really interesting point
1: Now we're getting into murky territory
0: here In terms of giving advice When we don't actually know how the technology works But I'm not sure What the situation With the Thunderbolt controllers are Now that we're moving to Apple Silicon Mm -hmm. Because I mean certainly in 2016 With The Skylake MacBook Pros, they had, you know, it's it's very specifically two Thunderbolt controllers. Um, There's a left and a right, and it's pretty straightforward, but I don't know what the current situation is. So I think rather than wade into these illegally dubious depths, uh, in case Chief Justice John Roberts is in fact listening in, uh, we wouldn't want to uh, have, you know, maybe in the next court hearing of the Supreme Court... Chief Justice John Roberts is accusing someone that says, you don't even know how many Thunderbolt controllers are on a MacBook Pro. It's two, but then if it's wrong, that's on us. And then we're legally responsible for misinformation being spread at the highest court in the land.
1: So we wouldn't want that. Yeah, that's uh, it's not, not too great there. I just want to point out, because there have been some comments. Oh, there's, uh, there's our friend Joe. What's, what's going on, Joe?
0: Joe's trying to find uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know if Joe Plavin is successful in finding Supreme Court Justice
1: John Roberts. But I do want to point out, though, there are some people saying in the comments, someone said, six USB Type-C. At that point, you're just building the dock into your laptop. And I think someone said, why would you want to have Six USB-C ports in a laptop. Uh, fair question. I will say here's a situation that I ran into fairly recently. So I uh, like to use my laptop. Uh, basically, with my laptop, what I had, I have a 2018 15-inch. So it is four USB-C ports. But I have my a charger plugged what? in. MacBook Pro. Wait, does it have the Core i9? Yes.
0: Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's a 15-inch toaster, my friend.
1: It does get very hot. I've never for legal reasons
0: you have to specify it. that it's a toaster. I just want to make sure we're uh, covering our bases here.
1: Oh, so it's legally considered a toaster and not a computer. Yeah.
0: It's actually sold in the same aisle as General Electric and Coles, uh, Kohler. Sorry, not Coles. That's a <sighs> store. It's sold right next to all of your, you know, your typical microwave ovens and and Toasters and hot plates, especially. I think it's right above mm. the hot
1: plates. Yeah. So, anyway, proceed. That makes sense. Right. So, my 15 inch toaster, right? It's mm-hmm. maybe, Good. maybe a little bit small for a toaster. I don't know. Maybe average size. You couldn't, you couldn't make, you couldn't make too, you couldn't make too big of a, of a, of a meal in this toaster. But, but well, you it's could, not uh, a waffle iron. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You could do, you could do a bagel. You could do a slice of pizza you could do some toast, you know, classic, classic toaster things. Mm -hmm. But anyways, in my 15 inch toaster, also known as a MacBook Pro has four, uh, four USB-C ports. I have my charger. I have an, uh, a monitor. I have a, um, a display port cable. So I have a display port to USB-C adapter. Um, and then I have my hard drive that I use for backup and keeping all my files. And that's three ports right there. And then usually I have one other port open, but sometimes if I have to charge something, I want to plug my iPad in uh, to charge it there, or I want to plug in. Uh, I've been working with a lot of iPhones lately. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail there, but when oh, I want to plug some iPhones into my computer for you know one reason or another, there's my fourth port, right? So when I have four, four of these ports, my typical setup, three of them uh, are are used up. and yes, I can eject my hard drive if I really need another port. It's kind of annoying. I like to leave it in so that it'll keep backing stuff up, whatever. I could eject it. But I will say that it's kind of kind of uh nice to have open ports, and in fact, I went ahead and bought a Thunderbolt three hub. It was like an anchor uh or no. What was the brand? I think it was anchor. I think it was anchor, right? It was a it was a it was a Thunderbolt dock. It has a lot of ports on it. It has a couple USB C, a couple USB A. It is display port two HDMI, Ethernet. It has an audio jack. It has an SD card reader. It has all this great stuff in it, and it's one cable, which is amazing. And it does the charging as well. So I just, I will say that's something that's pretty amazing about Thunderbolts. I have all these ports, and I have one cable that goes into my computer. And the uh, adapter, the, uh, the, the hub thing does actually get pretty hot. But so far, it hasn't caused me any issues. The computer charges fine. All the ports work. My display port works and I get hang on the, a second hang uh, on a
0: second Noah we're, we're having a oh I'm we're, having a, we're having a bit of an internet issue here yeah I'm ha- we're having it seems to be having some some internet communication issues here I'm not sure if this is coming through on the podcast this is deeply embarrassing if it is um I think we
1: missed what you just said there Noah are you hearing me all right I hear you fine you were looking a little bit. Chunky there, a little blocky there about Ooh. 15 seconds ago. We
0: actually went into dark mode uh, Minecraft edition. I think yeah. that might have been on my end. But let's uh, let's go ahead and just assume that that was on my end and that everyone heard what Noah said. So we'll just continue on. I apologize. I accidentally went into Minecraft mode there. Uh, this became a Minecraft Let's Play for a brief moment. Uh, and now i've saved my game i've turned off my shaders which were clearly hogging too much ram and we can get back into uh,
1: what noah was talking about yeah it looks like everyone heard me fine which is which is what we want here so yeah basically basically all i'm saying is i have uh, i have this port it's this um this hub it's pretty amazing that you can have all of these ports that just have one cable it does the charging it passes you know all the data pass through everything works i get my uh, above 60 hertz on my monitor which is pretty amazing but i bought it because i was tired of always having you know of having all my ports filled up and not being able to plug stuff in so for what it's worth the people saying why do you need six ports some people do right and the base model macbook air and the base model macbook pro you know the 13 inch or 14 inch or whatever they're not going to have six ports on them but when you get up to the 16 inch the pro models Pros want more ports, right? Pros want more than four ports. So there are absolutely people that will want more than four ports. That's a good point. I think. I think definitely. uh,
0: uh, I mean, honestly, I think the, the, the the whole two port thing. That's a that what kind of joke is that? Come on, two ports, two USB Type C ports is not enough. I mean, just for an example here, my dongle is like a pretty i I was about to unplug it and show it but then i'd lose my video feed so i'm glad i didn't Mm. do that it's like the standard uh it's not like a wire dongle it's like a flush dongle that that sits at the side of the device and it uses one port but it blocks the other so that's already taken up half your space there uh now speaking in fact of taking up half your space we've taken up half of your podcast space by talking about ports and i think it's time for us to move on now the next the next debate here which was sent in by curious charisma is really quite simple skeuomorphism now uh, this was something that apple was very big on i think really skeuomorphism kind of started in earnest in the os 10 days um and then shifted over to ios And then we've basically got rid of it, for the most part, um, from iOS 7 and then from uh, OS 10 Yosemite. So it's been about seven years that we've been living without skeuomorphism. So uh, what do you think, Noah?
1: Skeuomorphism, yes or no? Um, Well, Luke, I'm a potential, I'm a a listener of this podcast that may or may not exist that doesn't Mm -hmm. know what skeuomorphism means sounds like a fancy word what are you what are you talking about
0: oh well i mean let's keep it very simple here and and by the way i should note that what i'm doing right now is definitely not stalling while i google the definition of skeuomorphism anyway uh, as i was going to say off the top of my head a skeuomorph Mm -hmm. is a derivative object that retains ornamental design cues from structures that were inherent to the uh, original so oh. for example you know pottery embellishment with limitation imitation rivets reminiscent of similar pots made of metal or for example a software calendar that imitates the appearance of binding on a paper desk calendar and oh. that was a really cool phrase that i you know that's sort of the what i tell people every time uh, in fact, I think it's actually so good that Wikipedia may have stolen it from me. So if you check mm-hmm. that, then just know that, you know, I came up with that and they've probably stolen it right off the podcast, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so skeuomorphism is basically the visual style that was really popular in the 2000s, where basically you have software imitating life. So if you remember. Uh, uh, what was it? iWeb. Do you remember how iWeb used to be like a
1: cork board mm-hmm. with stuff stuck into it? Yep. That was yeah, a that's a classic. There's um, like the Notes app and the Reminders app. And when I say app, I mean iOS and also uh, on macOS. Yeah. Uh, they used to look like like a notepad or reminders like a like a like a pad of paper. I remember Game Center. I used to look like a wooden board, like a like a like a game table, I guess, of some sort with the felt. There was the felt on yeah. it, so I guess, like it a was poker like a, table. Was it a foosball table, maybe? Some sort of a foosball table, poker table, something something, something like along that. those lines. But uh, but yeah, that was the that was the classic style, and then Iowa Seven did away with it, and like you said, in Yosemite, um, did away with it. I will I will say to, to give my opinion, it's definitely, I, I think I prefer the designs that we have now. Things are a bit more flat, I'd say, and a, and a bit more simple, maybe a little bit more abstract. you know, you're not getting like a like a piece of paper or a foosball table or anything like that. I, I think I prefer what we have now. I was about to say that it looks more modern, but that's kind of, like a self-fulfilling prophecy or something yeah. like it is, it is like, it's, you know, it's modern because that's what stuff looks like right now. Uh, but I will say the old design, like iOS six, is such like a nostalgic, like a classic look like the old, the old, you know, skeuomorphic design. Mm. It it's, it's a, it's a, it's a classic
0: look. Absolutely. And I think th- that's actually exactly what I was about to say. I think that the 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 fact that sort of the debate on skeuomorphism, the fact that it's coming up now, I think has almost nothing to do with the merits of skeuomorphism, and absolutely everything to do with nostalgia. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and Noah and I were talking about this earlier today when we were like, "Oh, we should get an old iPhone three GS." And it's sort of the cycle of technology where it goes from current to outdated and like, ugh, old, let's get rid of this. And then it loops back around into nostalgia and it becomes cool again. Yeah. And I mean, you look at stuff like... Like, for example, when iOS 7 and 8 and 9 and 10 came out, it was like, oh man, this looks so much better than iOS 6. But now we just had an iPhone 4S that was, you know, just the one just kind of laying around that happened to have iOS 6 on it. And all of a sudden, when you're looking back on an interface that you haven't seen since September 2013, so eight and a half years as of this recording, that's a, it becomes a nostalgic feeling. For the first four years, it's Good riddance. Let's move on to something new. But once you get to eight, nine, ten years, then it loops back around into nostalgia. So, I think that's exactly why we are hearing people saying, "Ooh, bring back skeuomorphism," is because it's starting to to trigger those nostalgia buttons in people's brains.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I want to mention something that, that I thought um, that you sort of brought up that I thought was interesting. Was that you said when iOS 7, 8, and 9 came out, and how we said, you know, oh, these are, you know, so much better and so much more modern uh, than iOS 6. Well, obviously, now we think iOS 6 is a classic look. I'm going to be honest with you. I think iOS like 7 and 8, and maybe even 9 are a little bit rough like you look at them it's like it's like the early days of the current design that we have but i see things like the control center in iOS 7 i think is really ugly it's like this weird like translucent gray and the buttons are like way too thin like the wi-fi and bluetooth i don't know i'm just thinking about uh you know yeah. playing with some of these phones you know just casually no reason um but like I don't know, the, the, the iOS 7, 8, 9, some of that stuff's a bit a bit rough, a bit ugly to me, and obviously give it a couple more years and it'll be the classic, you know, first flat design, but at least for me right now, I, I iOS 6 is classic in a way that iOS 7 and 8 and 9 just aren't yet. That's a good point, point. Um, and I think it's also worth
0: wondering, will iOS 7 ever have the same nostalgic feeling? And I don't know that it will. uh, See, the thing is, iOS 7, okay, here's, if I may explain sort of psychologically what I think is going on here, iOS 6 is nostalgic because it's the last of a gone, uh, it's a foregone Mm -hmm. era. iOS 7 looks like the first of the modern, and so it looks bad. I fully agree with you. Control center on iOS seven is a bit of a mess. Okay, folks, it's it's like it's all square buttons, which are not intuitive. It's like translucent. It's just it does not look good. Now, granted, it was also designed for square phones, big bezels. You know, I think once once the the new iPhone ten design uh, really helped iOS become a little bit more appealing. But Mm -hmm. certainly on older iPhones, older versions of the new style, they don't look good. But that's because it still looks like the old version of what's current. It doesn't have a nostalgic feeling because a lot of the icons look the same as right now. If iOS 15 came out and looked completely different, like it has a triangle-based interface, everything Uh is concentrically stacked triangles Then, in eight years, you would look back on iOS 14, and you think, oh, wow. Remember when the icons were like little squares, like little chiclets? Now we got the triangles, and we we love the triangles. Triangles are great. The 2020s are all about triangles. But I think it would be a similar story. Uh, And the reason that the the nostalgia hasn't kicked in is because it's still, quote-unquote, current.
1: That's a that's a good point you bring up. That's definitely true. I I will say two things. First of all, I think it's kind of when when you think back, if you think you know, iOS six is is has a nostalgic design. But if you go back a couple more versions, it's so like very early iOS. First of all, there's not too much there, um, so maybe it's a little bit harder to be nostalgic. No wallpaper, for example. A lot of the stock apps. If you go back to the very beginning, there's no app store. Um, so. So, so iOS 6 being the last of, the, of that era is, you know, definitely gives it an edge or, or makes it more nostalgic in some way. But I do like your triangle idea because I'm just imagining the home screen. You could sort of, you know, if the icons are triangles and if you have half of them facing, you know, with the tip up and half with the tip down, you can, you know, put them next to each other. And you got, you got some pretty good information density. You could, you could fit quite a few triangles on your screen. Exactly.
0: I mean, I think one of the things that we're going we're gonna to figure out in the next year or two in terms of, of design cue is that look at these little square idiot apps sitting there. They got all sorts of space in between them and, mm-hmm. you know, you got your wallpaper in the background. It's nonsense. I, I'm sort of envisioning a wall to wall Tetris of triangles that are stacked, stacked in various different ways. Like, for example... So the, the what you've just described is you have, let's say you've got your bottom row with uh, points facing up and then the mm-hmm. row above that is points facing down. So they nest inside each other. And mm-hmm. then the next row is points facing up again. And then you've sort of got some diamond shaped icons that can be like larger for widgets. Right, you those could have a diamond shape and then you could sort of stack those and customize them to no end. I mean, Right now, let's see, I'm pulling out my (laughs) iPhone 12 Pro Max. Not that uh, anyone cares. And what do we got? It's a four by one, two, three, four, five, six grid with a row of four along the bottom. So that's, that's not that many apps.
1: Think how much more you could fit with triangles. Yeah, you could fit a lot more apps, a lot more widgets. I'm just thinking about the messaging app. If we used triangles instead of speech bubbles, you could really fit Ooh. quite a few messages together on your screen.
0: It would also be really great because then you could sort of – I think that sort of lends itself to haikus. Mm. So the, the main form of communication. We're sort of moving away from emojis, which are – really circular, really last gen, if I might say so. And we're sort of moving into this new triangle age where expressions are, are more are more well done through, uh, gotta say, triangles. It's the way to go. It's the way to go. I mean, it, think of it this way. What if the keys for your letters were also
1: triangular? Hmm. You know, that's interesting because a lot of, uh, there are some keyboards you know third party keyboards or android keyboards that have like the number row above the letters if you made them triangles you could fit more rows in there you could get numbers you could get symbols in there you could get a much more efficient keyboard that way and and let's also not forget that you know i think
0: triangles would look really well- we i mean granted i uh, i have now noticed that we do have a triangular pattern behind us which i think is very telling and mm. This obviously will not come across if you're listening to the podcast, so you gotta tune in next Sunday at nine p m. so that you can see what we're talking about. But in the back here, we've got some we've got some very interesting geometric triangle based patterns, and I think that's really where the future is headed. So, I mean, think of it this way, six years from now, when everyone's triangling each other uh that's what we'll call messaging by that time it rolls off the tongue Mm -hmm. much better than like texting or iMessage. everyone will be triangling each other and they'll wonder gosh how did we ever use squares in the past it was so rudimentary
1: yeah i definitely i will i will leave it with with uh with one last thought here which is okay i believe that a triangle is the strongest uh like natural shape Right, three. Tr- got, uh, that is correct. You got your three sides. It's it's a. Cl- I mean, a triangle's been around forever. A classic. You know, you look at your, what are pyramids if not three dimensional triangles? Uh, True. You know, but but you look at this. A triangle. A triangle is 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 the strongest shape. And I think it provides a very solid foundation for the next. I was going to ask a, a couple minutes ago, I was going to say, you know, iOS made a pretty big shift from six to seven uh, in the visual design. I was going to ask what, yeah. you know, what's next? Is there going to be a next? But I think we've absolutely figured that out. And let's, uh, if I
0: may, we could even apply this, this triangle theorem To the design of the phone, because I think Mm -hmm. if you've been around for the past seven years or so, you've probably seen a video on YouTube along the lines of, Will it bend? Mm -hmm. Now, that's an interesting one because I believe if you were to construct an iPhone out of a series of triangles, it would probably be stronger and less likely to bend. So that is. I think is, a, is is a pretty. I think that's a, a pretty pretty clear that that's the future and that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. But until then, we need to focus on something else. Now, our our, our I, I think this will probably be our final topic for today. Looking at the time, mm-hmm. um, this is actually a question that came in not from uh, one of our viewers, but in fact from a friend of mine. Now, obviously, we're going to say all uh, this scenario without revealing any personal information, but this individual
1: has well, been. Well, this, per- this in... individual, hang on a second. You said a, f- a yeah. friend of yours. So we can assume this individual yes. is either me or does not exist.
0: Okay, very funny. I see what you did there. Um, so I guess, I, I suppose, by your logic, then this person does not exist. Uh, so it's essentially, not me. yes. So the the person in question, or not in question, if you're to believe Noah's line of questioning, mm-hmm. is uh, has been in a long-term relationship for a while and recently received as a gift a MacBook from their significant other. Uh, this was an upgrade for their old MacBook, which has been suffering for a little bit, and the significant other uh, bought them a new one very recently. However, even more recently, uh, they have since broken up. So this is a very difficult scenario. And and basically, uh, th- this person is wondering what course of action would be appropriate. Do they keep the MacBook, take the W, and just kind of run away with it? Do they return the MacBook as a gesture of goodwill and as a sort of a way to get rid of something that is going to remind them of this person, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Or do they grab another dub and sell that MacBook for that sweet, sweet cash and then use the cash to purchase a computer of their choice, perhaps even a similar MacBook? Now this is this is a very interesting question. Uh, so uh, before I say what I was thinking, why don't you go ahead, Noah? What are your initial thoughts on the situation at hand?
1: Mm-hmm. I have to go back for one second because someone made such a good comment. They said for our uh, triangle uh, phone idea, triphone as the name.
0: Oh! I had
1: to. I, I I hate to go back, but I had to. I had to uh, to, to 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 give that one. Some I'm credit. almost embarrassed that we didn't think of that.
0: Uh, I'm really, really rather ashamed, and I think uh, Chief Justice John Roberts will probably be displeased with us for that one.
1: Yes, but I had to, whether we came up with it or not, I I felt like it it deserved to to be said. Oh, Um, yeah, definitely. But to get back to the question at hand, first of all, Luke and I are the premier relationship experts on here. (laughs) We're not just tech gurus. We know... Everything from we have so much experience, so much experience, and you're gonna have to take our word for it because how mm-hmm. else are you going to know? But we have so much experience in this realm. Uh, we sh- probably should have made our podcast about relationship advice rather than tech advice, but we ended up doing tech uh, yeah. advice. So I'm, I'm glad that we could kind of mix them together here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just have to say uh, this is completely not relevant at all, but I, you know, I have just I've dated so many women. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just a uh, it's just a fact. And by me saying that without you, you can't question how many people I've dated. It's sort of it's canon now. That's how canon works. So legally, John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts is here and he says that's, you know, that's legally binding. So we are not only technology experts, but relationship experts as well. Yes. Which I suppose doesn't necessarily help us all that much because in this particular situation, they're no longer in a relationship, and that's sort of the crux of the problem. Uh, that is but anyway. true,
1: but I've been through my fair share of uh, of breakups, maybe even more yeah. than my fair share. I mean, I've been in so many now. But so anyways. Many. Yes. To get to get to to get to the, the, the crux of, of the, of the matter. So I'm not, I don't actually know this person. It's Luke's friend imaginary or otherwise, but I don't know uh, this person. I don't know the situation. So if you don't mind me asking how long were they in the relationship and how long before the breakup was the Mac uh, given as a gift?
0: Yes, those are, I think those are the, the biggest questions that, that I would have as well. Now, obviously, when I was presented with this information, my immediate thought was, oh, podcast, yes. But my secondary thought was, okay, I, this is probably not something that I should be uh, sort of mining for info. So as far as I'm aware, sig- significant amount of time, about a year. Okay. So nothing like crazy long, but not insignificant either. I mean obviously if you're if you're buying a brand new MacBook for someone that you've been seeing for four months, then that's maybe on you. Uh, but so so about a year and to my knowledge, the MacBook gift giving and the uh, breakup were within a month, maybe three weeks. So pretty close.
1: Although now that I say it
0: out loud, outside of the return window for a
1: MacBook, Oh, are you are you saying something about the the receiver of the gift and maybe some some intentions they might have had? I don't
0: know anything about the the reason for the breakup. I don't know whose fault it was, which I feel like might also be helpful in mm-hmm. coming up with a solution. But I suppose in the in the interests of being broadly applicable to, to a wide array of people who might be listening to this and have also. Uh, either given or been given a MacBook within a month of being broken up with, I suppose my initial thoughts are take that W. You just got yourself a free MacBook and you don't have to give anything in return. Think of it that way. There's no expectation of a return gift. You don't have to be like, oh, well, I got you an iPad Pro. You know, it's you just got yourself a free MacBook. It's a get out of jail
1: free card. What do you think? It's interesting. First of all, I would trade an iPad Pro for a for a MacBook. Just purely purely based on the price. If someone gave me a MacBook and I gave him, you know, a new MacBook, right? And I gave him an iPad Pro, I think, you know, monetarily speaking, pretty solid trade. But True. I I don't know, because you, you, you say that you want to be as broadly applicable as possible. And obviously, that's what we want to be. We want to reach the biggest audience possible. But I'm just having trouble imagining how you go from being at a place where you give a MacBook, a brand new MacBook, expensive gift to someone, three weeks later, or a month later, however long it was, you break up. Like That seems like, to me, seems like... Kind of a, a short range, and, and maybe in some cases it isn't. But I would just, I would be curious to know what happened during that fairly short time span to go from such a good place to such a such a bad place. Because I think that would sort of change uh, my answer, you know, depending on depending on how things shook out. I think that's a that's a fair point. Um, now I, I don't
0: know the specifics, and I'm not really one to pry, so. I, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be forever left guessing on that. but if I, if I may, we could sort of play out a couple of scenarios. I yes. think if like okay, so how about this if you're in the situation, let's say you're the receiver of the MacBook and okay, sure the, the person who gave it to you is at fault for a, apparently a very severe infraction so as to cause the end of such a relationship. I believe at that point you are entitled uh, sort of as damages to said mm. MacBook. And I think at that point you should celebrate that you've come out of the situation as the moral and monetary victor.
1: It's interesting. I guess, yeah, I mean, if if someone... Here's the thing. If someone gives you, you know, your significant other, they give you a gift... Uh, you know, it, it, they they gave you the gift. It's yours. It's 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 yours to to keep. And you know, depending on the situation, I don't know if there was a gift given in return. I don't know if there was like a birthday or a milestone involved. I don't know the reason necessarily for the gift to have been given. Um, but I think once you exchange a gift, uh, it's sort of been done. And I, I guess regardless of of whatever happens, it, it's you know you you can definitely make the argument that that it's yours to keep whether you know some in some cases more so right if if the if the person breaks up with you if they give you a mac and then a couple weeks later they break up with you or they do so they cheat on you and you have to break up with them obviously you're going to be more in the right now if you get the macbook and then you break up with them or you get the macbook and then something happens and it's your fault i don't know cuz on the one hand yes yeah. you did get it as a gift and no one's no they can't legally take it away from you right it's legal advice they can't take it away from you but can they uh you know should you morally should you keep it i think is the is the question there
0: well i think if you uh, let's, let's say if you're in the shoe of the gift giver you've given someone a macbook and then you've really uh, screwed the pooch and caused the end of that congrats folks you're out of macbook you have absolutely no claim to that. If you're at fault and you're the one that gave the MacBook, ooh, that's a bad spot to be in. You really gotta reevaluate what you've been doing there. Uh, yeah. Now, if let's say hypothetically, you're the one receiving the MacBook and you're also to blame for the end of the relationship. That is where I think it could get a little bit more tricky.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, here's the thing. Legally speaking, in terms of like ownership, If you got the thing as a gift, you know, it's yours, it's yours, you own it. I think the moral question is more interesting and especially so if the person who gave you the computer wants it back, if they say, Mm -hmm. look, I just gave this to you, but now we broke up, I want it back. You know, there's the question of, are you going to take it upon yourself to give it back or keep it? But then what if the other person asks for it back? You know, what do you do in that, in that case?
0: Um... Again, if you if the person asks for it back, but they're also the reason why the relationship ended, then uh, you just go right ahead and to block them. They have absolutely no claim to your heart or your MacBook. Uh, if you, as the receiver, did in fact cause the termination of the of the relationship, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but if if that were the case, I would be so ridden with guilt that I would probably give it back as, if nothing else, a token of apology and saying, like, yeah, that's, that's really my fault, and, you know, I can't fix what I've done, but I can give you your MacBook back outside of the return window. So, I mean, it's not great, but, I mean, I feel like I feel like if you're if you're the if you're the blame holder and the gift receiver and it's that close, you gotta you just, you gotta just give it back. Uh, now, yeah. I also have to say before we continue with this discussion, I'm noticing a lot of people in chat telling me that my that my camera is very low quality, and I I do yes. wonder I do wonder what exactly is expected of me to remedy the situation. Like, are you all expecting? Oh my! Ah, oh, no. <laughs> I had the bad quality button on. Yeah. Oh, man. Let me just flick the switch and into 8K mode, and now we'll be all good. N- not a whole lot I can do about that, folks. So uh, I'm sorry, but uh, that's
1: pretty much just the way it's got to be. It is. It is useful to know so that we will have to get better capture cards for next week's yeah. show, hopefully.
0: Which we've acknowledged so. many, many times.
1: Yeah, so we will we will fix it. But for now, Luke is uh, is just just imagine you've taken your glasses off. For those of us uh, who wear glasses, imagine you've taken your glasses off, and uh, and you know Luke looks a little bit a little bit fuzzy. But it's probably better that you that you don't see him in such high quality. And you you can. I was about to say that's voice.
0: exactly what I was thinking. If you, I mean, honestly, if you if you just put like an index card over my side of the screen, that's probably your best bet, regardless of the quality of the camera. Uh, Now, in terms of the quality of the morals of the person who is in Mm. possession of this MacBook, I'm going to go ahead and just make a claim, a a broad sweeping claim, uh, which is a good thing. No one has ever gotten into trouble for making a broad sweeping claim. Unless you are the person who is at fault at the end of a relationship, that gift is yours and you can just move on
1: i think it's pretty I will, simple i will say I, I overall i agree with you for me personally uh, if it were my fault obviously i would i would feel the need to give it back even if it yeah. were a mutual thing both people decide that they'd be better off you know not seeing each other anymore i still feel like for me personally I'd probably end up giving it back. If you kept it, I'm not going to judge you, all right, but if in for in my personal case, I would keep it or at the very least, I would work out some sort of visitation system. you know, I get every other weekend and they get to keep it for most of the time. You, you can work something out like that. Keep you know keep the friendship alive. Hopefully, you know if you're going your separate ways, you if you can end things amicably, you know for the sake of the MacBook, you know every other weekend, you know you can spend some quality time with it.
0: Yeah, and you could maybe, like, uh, the way that you've set it there, you could kind of partition the SSD 6040 mm-hmm. to reflect the amount of time that you have, you know, visitation rights with the MacBook. Maybe, uh, maybe every other day, you pick it off the charger after it's all charged up, and then you sort of entertain it and um and then the next day you'd kind of drop it off at the charging school and then the other person gets you know you could sort of figure out a, a cohabitation situation with with the MacBook uh maybe ooh what if you were to if you created a new user account and then it could be a bilingual MacBook and then you'd have a special just like a little special connection that only you have with the MacBook and the other person doesn't have that special extra layer of bonding with the MacBook that you have.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, these MacBooks grow up so fast. When you talk about the average lifespan of a Mac, you know, six, seven years at the maximum, but even a lot of people don't keep them for, for that long necessarily. It's so really a got, shame. When you've got such a short lifespan like that, you really wanna be there for your Mac, right? Cause then, you know, come five years, you wanna see your Mac, You know it's it's sort of as you know it's at the end of its life at that point maybe it's moving on to uh you know to that that great uh that great uh that great apple store in the sky right and and you're (laughs) gonna regret you're gonna regret uh that you that you didn't spend more time with it and so and so i think i think it really is important to 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 see your macbook to work something out for the good of the macbook
0: for the good of the macbook i mean do you really want to miss its first software upgrade? That would just ah oh, it's tragic. It breaks my heart when when people miss their first software upgrade. I mean, personally, mm-hmm. I'm I like to really be there and nurture my MacBook. I'm there for the first public beta that, you know, their first little baby steps as it sort of begins to begins to modernize just a little bit and then and then you know that first software upgrade is just really such a sense of pride mm-hmm. as as you see what your macbook is growing and and flourishing and it's it's just it's just beautiful and and it, you would hate to hate to have you know an argument over the macbook macbooks you don't want to have it witnessing any of this stuff you, it's best really to compartmentalize let your macbook live its best life and 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 really become who it is meant to be and your job is really to facilitate that process
1: absolutely you got to be there for the good times software updates and and uh and and you know daily daily life but you also got to be there for the bad times when you need some surgery you take it to the hospital also known as the genius bar uh Mm. to 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 get it looked at you know hopefully Things turn out all right. There's very, very good. I would argue that the healthcare system for Macs is better than the healthcare systems for system for people, uh, at least here in the United States. But, uh, but you got to be there for the good times. You got to be there for the bad times. Uh, Maybe it's more of a commitment than you would have thought when you go to the Apple store to pick up a Mac. But it really is, you know, it really is. It's a companion. It's it's a life companion for you, and you got to you got to be there for it. You can't let. A silly relationship petty argument get in the way of that
0: that's a great point point. Uh, and speaking of having to be there you really have to be here with us on dark mode to to really get the experience so if you're listening to this great fantastic i i hope you've had a wonderful time consider dropping by our live streams every once in a while uh we, we have a lot of fun recording them even though most of it seems to be uh, me just getting yelled at for having a, a bad capture card in the chat. But regardless, it's fun. You can come and yell at me, too, and you can see what everyone was talking about. And, uh, you know, it's it's really great just, just being here with everyone, uh, just getting continuously dunked on by mm-hmm. absolutely everyone. It's a great feeling. Um, but right now, the feeling is really of closure because this episode of dark mode has
1: come to an end. Yes, indeed it has. And it's been a great time. You know, we'll have some great discussions. We had a couple of laughs. I didn't count I believe the exact legally number.
0: legally. We're only allowed to have a laugh or two. Yes. So if you, if you had more than two laughs, please write to us at submissions at darkmodepodcast.com And that's where you can redirect any legal inquiries for our misrepresentation therein of the number of laughs. And also, I should say legally that that was a joke. And please do not do that because I'll be very scared. Uh, But anyway, Chief Justice (laughs) John Roberts was in the chat. I think we uh, sort of that. That's not a claim that I'm making. That's one that I've noticed, you know, word on the street is. So big shout out to uh, uh, johnny boy for for joining Mm -hmm. us today and every day i hear uh, that uh, john roberts is a regular here Uh, and so should and so too should you be Mm -hmm. a regular to dark mode podcast very smooth yes yes so you
1: should uh you should join us on sundays at 9 p.m eastern Uh, A little bit before as well for our pre-show, we're live on Luke's channel. You can also find us on your favorite podcast service. Go to drkmodepodcast.com to find the link for that, or you can just search for it. If you don't see us there, you can let us know. And if you have a topic that we could talk about, you can also let us know by emailing submissions at drkmodepodcast.com, and that email address is on the website as well. So drkmodepodcast.com is the place to go. Yep. If you've got
0: anything at all technology related that you're looking for advice on, definitely be sure to hit us up. And that is going to do it for this episode of Dark Mode. I have been your host, Luke
1: Miani. And I have been your host, Noah Rubin. Thanks so much for joining us for episode three, and we'll see you next week.